Hello, I'm John Ryan. And I'm J.D. Orr, and this is the Handball Tryout or Tryout Handball Podcast, a U.S. Handball Talk. All right. I see what you did there, J.D. I guess you were listening in on the board meeting today. I was not. Uh, I <laughs> was out uh, this weekend. I was getting caught up at work, so I wasn't able to, to tune in. But uh, I know that there was a tryout or for some people a try out handball uh this past weekend in california well the the thing they were talking about at the board meeting today is they're actually going to have a website tryhandball.com for the olympics okay uh, so that's that's why i thought that's that's why i thought you were going there oh so. no I, I just could for you know it's always just foretelling the future a little bit uh but no i that's good you know finally have a net to to catch all these you know, yeah Olympic you know fish, conceptually and, and i'm i'm not sure you know uh i guess it's more of a uh internet strategic thing uh i i think we would probably be better off sending as many people as possible to usateamhandball.org but i i could be wrong there try handball is a simpler url but then when you when you separate you bifurcate your yep your uh total there so yeah not worth debating but maybe we'll debate that as part as the i'll make one quick quick note on it uh just because when i first started playing handball obviously when you started and when i started as two different ages of uh, technology and things like that um but i had googled handball and never Never saw anything uh, related to you. I did not know there was a national organization that even existed. And so I just started it with my friends and it's kind of stumbled into where we got. So I'm not saying that uh, it's probably good to have uh, two separate paths, but, you know, it depends on what the algorithm on the Internet search. Yeah, I think I think handball, if you type it in the U.S., I pretty I haven't checked in a while. I used to check it regularly when I when I was uh, more engaged with my website yeah. trying to trying to turn it into a money-making operation. I was yep, very much yep. into the SEO and and uh, how to get higher up on lists. But I, I think USA Team Handball comes up first, but I could be wrong. Okay. Well, but who knows? Maybe, yep. maybe, maybe try handball will come up there, come up there as well. Uh, fired up tomorrow, big day. Euros start, a lot of handball coming down the pipe here for, for all those that are listening. Uh, EHF. 2024 euros are kicking off with is the big the big outdoor game or outdoor indoor i guess the the soccer stadium game is that i think saturday no that's tomorrow that's tomorrow okay yeah france and macedonia uh throw off at noon u.s eastern time and then the big game is at uh, 245 eastern time between germany and switzerland I took a flyer on uh, Switzerland to win out, right? But eh, we'll, we'll see what happened. <laughs> okay. So but is, uh, is Andy Schmidt still playing? He is still nice. playing. Okay. And I think playing in Switzerland has probably helped his uh, helped uh, his old body <laughs> yeah. quite a bit. Stay, he also plays in the European in. League. They're in the European League, so I, I've okay. I've seen him play a few times. I, I said, why is the Switzerland team doing a little bit better? Oh, okay, Andy Schmidt's playing. There's, there's a secret weapon. <laughs> They've got a decent side. Their, their starting seven is is good. 
Uh, so, but they just they just lack depth. But uh, it'll be interesting. Okay. Um, but definitely, uh, I'm I was working on a a summary of the EHF Euro where to watch stream get your information. Um, right now, it looks it should probably be on EHF TV if they follow the EHF is a little less strict on their streaming to smaller markets. You know, if the IHF, they, uh, whatever arrangement they had with, with ESPN, you had to use VPN to watch other games. Um, and I already had ESPN, so I was watching anyway. I could have watched every game on, on uh, VPN if I wanted to. Um, it says on the EHF article that BN Sport, my favorite channel, not, uh, mm -hmm. is, is, contracted for the rights with the u.s or whether that uh means it's going to be geoblocked in the hf tv i sure hope not but if it is uh, <laughs> you're going to want to get vpn <laughs> yeah um big time <laughs> just it's just a frustrating situation because even when i've gone to like bars you know like when this has happened in the past and it's been on being i've I've gone to like B dubs or something like that and tried to tell them that hey, it should be on B in sports and they'll turn it on, nothing's there. And I'm like, I I give up. <laughs> you know, you know, we could do we could do a series of topics on TV and FYI, yep. getting handball on TV is the most important thing. It's not the one more. task of many. It is the most important thing. It is. Okay. And but nobody cares but you and me and yep. 50 other people because we're the only ones that are going to put the effort to watch it. It is the most important thing for developing handball in this country. I am convinced of that. But what do I know? I'm just some yep. guy with a website with a yep. bunch of ideas. So anyway, that's enough venting. Let's go to the yep. actual topic that we uh, plan to talk. And let me find the share screen. Well, I'll remind you to take it off share screen uh, this time when it's we're a, done. It's sharing. a beautiful picture of our junior national team. Oh, I got to click share. All right. Uh, <laughs> so this was what was posted on social media channels uh, uh, a few days ago uh, about junior national team having a training camp in Montpellier. This March, nice picture of our team there and uh, how to go to it. And then one of our top stateside players to play on a junior national team, you know, tweets, tweets down below. That's Aaron Ham, uh, North Carolina graduate, yep. now coaches for them. Uh, you know, need to get something in the U.S., can't expect you 21 guys in America to shell out $800 for a camp. And basically if you, if you, if you open the, uh, you open the news item, it, it talks about, uh, um, uh, you, you have to, you have to get there on your own. I think there's a yep. 150 euro participation fee, which is oh, pretty, pretty, pretty reasonable, <laughs> you know, um, for uh I'm, I'm assuming lodging food training uh, I, I, I guess i wouldn't assume anything on that front when i when i tried out a Colorado springs there was a 
it was $45 and that was for two days. Um, didn't include anything. Didn't even get a t-shirt. Didn't, there was nothing. So I, I stayed on the floor of somebody's hotel and I walked from the hotel to the gym. It was, I walked from the airport from Colorado Springs airport to the hotel. Cause I didn't want to rent a car. I wasn't old enough to rent a car. And, uh, Yeah, so that's a whole other another story, but I would not assume anything here. So, it's another story, but it's it's relevant. And you you were asking me what's what's yeah. with the jersey here. Let's see if I can get get it all in there. This is yeah. a vintage jersey, um, and it's from a U.S. Olympic festival. The West the West team wore red. Um, it still fits. I remember yeah. these being a lot looser though. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years but, might do that. But um, um, yeah, we'll 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 get into that. Yep, uh, yep. It, this this I have a tryout story of my own that I was gonna I was gonna share, um, but you know we I guess I can go off the share screen now. Yeah, stop the share. Um, I guess I guess the 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 big issue is here, and it it, it delves into multiple topics, and it's it's easy to get distracted on each of the issues surrounding the makeup of our current teams with uh, Americans that by and large have grown up in the, in uh, Europe, uh, a few other countries, but outside of Europe, but mostly Europe and mm -hmm. Americans learn the sport in this country and how we field teams and how we train those teams and how we have tryouts for those teams. Yep. Um, it, it 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 weighs on a lot of different uh, issues and perspectives for the people involved. Um, just trying to set the table there. I mean, what, what are yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just, it's, I feel like, uh, and Aaron and I have gone pretty deep into this personally with uh, trying to get funding to set up a team that would, you know, try to help grow and bolster development here the stateside and um i think it's kind of created a bit of a tension uh between guys as well as just to you know face the reality of hey if i'm not in europe then basically i don't have a chance of making this team and if now we have something like this where the expectations are oh hey um if you want to try out for team usa you actually have to go to europe um our sport is obviously very dominated in, in europe uh i do think it's a bit of a frustrating point for people outside the handball bubble that might want to, you know, tap into it, especially here coming off the Olympics, which is our, it'll be our biggest exposure every four years. And when someone might see, okay, Hey, when's the next tryout? Oh, I have to go to France uh, and not to Chicago or New York or Miami or LA or wherever it may be. I have to fly to another country. Um, it's a bit frustrating um, and I think the bigger part for me is that I've been told in the past that, you know, our junior team is it's to identify players for our senior team. It's a fair, you know, development model, um, whatever you want to do with it. I think the hard part is, as we've discussed previously, is that our senior team is pretty well locked in for quite some time. And there's a handful of guys that are on that junior team that, you know, could could push their way into roster spots and definitely be backups and things like that. But Otherwise, we, we know who we have. Um, there's no further identification that really needs to be done. Um, 
they're playing on a regular basis in Europe. Um, so that's kind of where I get a little frustrated is it's, it's cool to give, give them an opportunity, but I don't think it says anything. It, it's the most anti-American thing to have a tryout for America in another country. So, yeah. Well, you know, I, and, and that, and that's, that's, that's perspective of someone living stateside in the United States, which is most of the people that yeah. are American. A lot more people than you think live outside this country. I did a, you know, I did a deep, deep dive into trying to figure out how many Americans lived overseas. I couldn't, I couldn't get a straight answer on the internet, but it's millions. Oh yeah, absolutely. Millions. Um, it's, it's a, it's a good sized state bigger than quite a few of the states that we have. Now, the thing is, is they're all geographically dispersed. Um, folks that have grown up stateside and I would guess even people even Americans that you know live overseas would like to see handball more developed in the U.S. but you know are in the in these in the stateside states of the U.S. yeah yeah but that's that's not our current reality nope and uh I I I want to I want to take a little bit of a sidetrack because this this always it, it always relates to a little bit of attention and, and people like to feel like, well, if we just don't talk about it or if we just pretend Let's like we're away. all Americans, it, it, yep. it's all good. And I've, I've thought a lot about this and it, it is funny because I, I pissed off all the dual citizens at one point and yep. I pissed off all the Americans in the U S everybody hates like, John. It's, it's fair. Everybody hates me, <laughs> you know, but one of the things I, 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 I the way I, I captured, I think I've captured this, and, you, and I'm going to go through a little series of questions with you. Yep. Um, is you connect with people that you have things in common with, and you know, being in the in the Air Force, you know. All throughout my career, I was constantly thrown in with different people from different parts of the United States and different backgrounds, different accents, you know. Um, and I always had a, I always had a connection with people that I have in common. And I'll take you and me, for example. We're yeah. both from the Midwest, all right? Our, our states have Big Ten schools in them. Yep, yep. Corn fed. Um, That's the key. I grew up on a farm, a small town. I was in Ohio. I've been through Ohio a few times. Yep. Ohio is Iowa with Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Columbus. And Columbus, yep. And Columbus is bigger than Des Moines, I suspect. You know, so Columbus is bigger than Cleveland and Cincinnati for just putting that out there. Well, the ge ge the, the metropolitan areas are probably <laughs> yeah. a little bit different, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, add Ankeny and West Des Moines. Des Moines up there <laughs> too, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, Sioux Falls or Cedar Rapids, uh, you know. Anyways, continue. Des Moines, <laughs> Davenport, Mason City. You ought to give Iowa a try. That's the music man. So, for, okay. See, so Ohio yeah. doesn't have its own musical. We don't like have. We Oklahoma don't have musical. Yeah, 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 and, and um, you know we're both engineers. Yep. So that that's a 
connectivity. But, you know, like if I ever met somebody else from Iowa, wherever I was at, it was like it was an instant connection with that person that I identified with. If 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 they grew up on a farm, they'd cool. be like my buddies for life, you yep. know, because there's so few people that grew up on a farm anymore. Um, I meet people from overseas now that I lived in France for five years. I have a connection with them. Um, but, you know, anytime I was thrown into a group of people, you might think that you have something in common with the uh, guy from Iowa, but after you get to know people, you might find out that, you know, actually the guy from Florida is more of a buddy for me than this guy who grew up 50 miles from where I grew up. He's kind of an asshole. I don't like him or, or, or whatever. And yep. it's the same way with teams. I remember like, uh, like the New York guys, you know, that, that play for Garden City, which morphed into Nyack. I, I would like hear those guys talk and I'm like on, who are these people? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, you know, but you, 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 you build a rapport and everybody, everybody works together. But, you know, I, Djokovic and Schneeberger were Air Force Academy grads. So I looked up to them because I was an Air Force Academy grad. So you, you, you build connections with people. And that's true for anybody in any American, wherever they grew up, they're going to, they're going to identify. African Americans are going to identify with African Americans. You know, but you might find out that you're actually a better buddy with with somebody yep. after a while once you get to know them because you, you have the same likes, dislikes. It's the same. It's the same way with our current national team. We have a lot of people that played a sport in college, and after college they became national team and they went through a a program of a residency program. That's the way they did it. They are going to identify with Ty Reed. And Drew Dylan, um, more than they're going to identify with the Hooter brothers mm-hmm. and um, Abu Fafano. It's yep. it's just it's but there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And we're all on the same team. We all work together, and it's the same thing. You know, take the Edwards brothers in Hungary. Benjamin and his mm-hmm. his uh, older brother plays wing. If they don't have role models like the Hooter brothers, that they can go, wow, look at these guys. They're like leading the senior national team. Maybe, you know, we're going to do that in a few years. We're going to be the Edwards brothers, just like what the the Hooter brothers are. Um, So people have role models. They, they, They go through, they have shared experiences and they value those shared experiences. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. It's understandable for people to see a training camp where a bunch of Americans living in Europe are going to get together and they've all played longer and they're going to, the bulk of them are going to make the team and we're going to cheer for that team, but we're still going to be kind of mad that nobody that I identify with is probably going to make that that team. team. Yep. Just, Just a few, few guys. All right. My monologue is over. Yep. Time for you to agree with me. So, so uh, I will agree to some extent, but I'll also add a couple tweaks. So, you know, it's one thing that Robert and I have discussed quite a bit since he took over is having 
training camps and identification process, you know, here stateside, specifically stateside. And that was, you know, he took over in 2017, uh, I believe. And we've yet to 2019. Okay. All right. Yes. Sorry. 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 Yep. 2019. And uh, we have yet to have a, any sort of identification training camp where he's been present with, you know, our domestic athletes here. And so it's, it's one of those things that to Aaron's point about, you know, I'm fine. You can have a training camp for the, the, you know, Euro-based Americans. That's fine. But I shouldn't expect all of the people that want to go to that tryout to attend there because it's, it's not feasible. You know, when I look at a college kid, cause this is again, junior national team focused. So you're talking college, maybe some high school kids. Are they in a financial situation where they can skip school for what is it? Was it 10 days? I don't even, I think it was a, it was a week. Um, yeah. The first thing I did when I checked it, I was, I, oh, I wonder if that's West Point spring break. No, it's, it's our spring it's, it's break. It's an international so. week. That's why it's, yep. that's why it's where it's at. But like something like this would be very frustrating for me because Montpellier was a city that we were considering for our spring break trip. So it's like, I could have just brought my, my whole handball team, you know, to said, not that it, uh, you know, it was very feasible maybe to accommodate them, but we could have gone easily to Montpellier. Um, we were very close to going to Barcelona, which is not a terribly far drive either. So it's like, you know, that could have been an opportunity for some of our guys to get uh, a real firsthand taste of what it's like with the American guys in Europe. But, you know, these things aren't planned out well far in advance. They're just kind of thrown together at the last minute saying, hey, we'll see what sticks, see who can show up. Uh, because to Aaron's point, trying to book a flight right now to get there at this stage of the game, you know, you're talking, you know, three months, you're not going to get a great price. Um, and so it's a, it's expensive trip. You won't, uh, you won't do too bad, you know, but. Um... Again, for a college kid, last minute, you know, trying to coordinate things and then for what? So that's the next point is, is what, what am I going to get out of this? So I'll pass yeah, it back to you. Yeah. We, we talked, they, they talked about this a little bit at the, at the board meeting, uh, Mark Ortega. And they, they, they were talking about the training camp that they had in, uh, in uh, Los Angeles. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they had like 30 people attend. They said there was one third to one fourth new people. So like seven to 10, basically new people. Um, and I think that they've got people that they already want to talk with, you know, for the beach team. Good. But it really wasn't said, but I'd be surprised if there's any standout that's, you know, got, you know, maybe somebody can make our, make, make the U for junior team, mm-hmm. you know, maybe. Um, because we only have so many dual citizens that can be put on the roster. But right now we don't have the structures in place, certainly at the youth level to, uh, we don't have, we don't have a critical mass. And we're probably not getting the best athletes available to to play at those ages that are playing other sports. Yep. So, um, be kind of guys like you, you know, like we need yep. to fill out this roster. Let's call this guy. Random this guy Ohio. flew all the way to Colorado Springs. Yep. We don't have anybody else. We'll, we'll we'll give him a shot. We'll put him on the team. 
and that's where I've ridden that train for the last decade, you know, just being the guy that's available and it's taken me all over the world. So, you know, it's, it's very unfortunate for USA handball, but very fortunate for me. Yeah. And, and the problem, as I see it is we don't have a structure in place domestically for, you know, you, you can have a camp, but that was, that was the question Mark asked, you know, What's the point if there's no real follow-on plan? Yep. You know, where are you going to have camps, training camp, ID camps, or are you going to get together every three months? You know, that's 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 not a plan. That's that's kind of doing something to say we're doing something. You know, checking checking the box, and um, we don't have the structures in place really for for a European style camp. If, if you have an all comers tryout camp, my definition, you know, I mean, you, you don't have the structures in place. Imagine, yeah. imagine if the German national team had a all comers tryout. Yeah. You'd be getting, you know, God it, knows homeless guy coming off the street, trying to you know, strap up and get ready to go. You, of course you can say you'd never know. You know who's going to come off the street and, and show up, and you know what, what they did the that movie with the with the high school coach that you know his arm got better and all of a sudden he could throw hard again and he actually made the oh, major yeah. leagues. Does he showed up at one of those all comer camps where people are like going the hell here, you know, or they they're clocking his yep. you know his fastball. Um, so you get those one. It's in the blue moon stories, and you know people. You know, I remember carry forever, that through. But I think realistically, a lot of these camps are the same kind of guys that keep getting told no, that keep coming back, trying to get that yes. And, you know, at this point, we're stringing them along. And, you know, and, and this, this is so I'm, you know, we t- talked about this jersey. This is a U.S. West Festival jersey. Um, and I had totally forgotten about, you know, you get old. And you forget your initial handball journeys. But when I was a senior at the Air Force Academy, I tried out for the North team and I didn't make it. Or they they pretty much already had their players already decided. And I said, like, well, what the hell? I'm getting stationed in California. I can try out yeah. for the West team. And I saw, I saw that there was a tryout for the West team. And I flew to San Francisco and tried out. And it's like a gym there. And I think there was like maybe 10 people there. So we couldn't yep. even scrimmage. And just like the North team, they had already had, you know, picked their guys, you know. So it was, it was a wasted trip for me. And, you know, plane fares were a little bit more expensive back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Not, Not even battery and inflation. So, but, but you know what? This was, this was, it was a little bit of a, a reach for me, but I wasn't trying out for the national team. I was trying out for a regional team, which had many newcomers on it mixed with old comers. And I think that year, 87, you know what? They, they probably didn't have any Olympians playing that year because the Olympians probably were you know training elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know that for a fact. I wasn't there. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but 
Um, at least it was, they had, you know, the Federation had more money at that time. Good Lord, the Olympic festivals. I mean, this is kind of a crappy shirt, you know, that's like 30 years old. It's probably yep. from my 93 or 94 festival, but all bought and paid for, you know, two weeks of training for 60 athletes. So that, I look at the guys going to that camp. That's the sort of camp that they should have. And it should be a regional thing. And it should be, yep. it should be a stepping stone because most everybody is not ready to go straight to the national team. Right. Okay. Good Lord. That should not be the case. You should not, unless, unless like back in the day where we had the residency program, where it was truly a, you know, more of a combine test to, to assess somebody to join a program where they were going to train for a couple of years. Right. Right. You know? It's still a stepping stone. You know, it's just, but it was a logical stepping stone. Yeah. Making a, making a, a, a West regional team or a Northeast or South regional team was a logical stepping stone for everyone in those areas. And, um, we don't have that. We don't have that logical stepping stone right now. We go right. straight to the national team. We don't have places to train people. So, I mean, if those things don't exist, what are we doing? Yep. And there's the, you're turning away athletes left and right. You know, I've had plenty of guys come through the Armada that have been post-college. They were, you know, anywhere from D1 to D3 college athletes. They're picking up the sport for the first time. Very, very good athletes. And they're, you know, being a college athlete, you know, they're used to, you know, the grind, they want to, you know, work hard. They want to, their goal is to make the national team. And when I tell them you're, you're, they're like, when's the next tryout? Where's the, where's the camp? Where do I need to move to, to get better? I'm like, you got to go to Europe. There's nothing else here. They're like, but there's no like uh, training center in, in Colorado Springs or something like that. I'm like that's the USOPC. That's the Olympic training center, but there's nothing for handball there. And so it's just kind of one of those things that they've asked me many times, like, why do we not have, you know, regional development centers that can be a hot, you know, a focused area where people can come and, and grow their skills. And then if they get identified and they can go on to the next level, I'm like, look, it's a, it's a great point and something to think about. But right now to your point, we don't have the infrastructure and nobody's, you know, done much. Mark's got his, uh, eye handball situation right now, which is a, an interesting take on that. So. I think it's an idea worth exploring. Um, it needs more flesh on the bones. It probably needs some resources. And, and this is where we actually have unintended consequences, which is the IHF trophy events and the expansion of the youth and junior teams to 32 teams. Mm -hmm. On the surface, those seem like great initiatives. I tell you, who, who all likes them? Coaches like them. The athletes yep. that make the teams like them. Yep. Um, I think the IHF likes it because it it, it it's a visible demonstration Attempted. of something yeah. being done. Mm -hmm. And all those all those minor federations like it because they they all more get exposure. More exposure. And 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 I'm not gonna say nothing comes for those. We use it to essentially right now to is a development for our senior teams to Mostly to weed out uh, what Europeans 
are good and what aren't and what which ones are just what happens typically for our youth and junior teams it's a composite um, of athletes who there's a couple that are actually really good yep and then there's a whole bunch that are good they know how to play the game and especially when they get to go play against norca competition they can mm -hmm. clean house <laughs> like be like Back in the day before Europeans learned how to play basketball, you know, Joe Schmo could go over there and be the star. I mean, it's, I, uh, I kicking, and, had kicking that and screaming a little bit. Yeah. Um, so Pass it to the Italians. It's a, so back in the day, we, we sent a few teams over there entirely composed of stateside athletes, and they got waxed by 30, 40 goals. Mm -hmm. And that's what would happen today as well. We just have a better identification system for dual citizens. And on the men's side, we've had a pretty good. Let, pretty let me good stop run. you there on identification. Right. Disagreement. System. Is it, is it us finding them or them finding us? Because uh, I got a feeling it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of both, but more heavily on the other, you know, them finding us kind of thing as we've it seen. Is. And it's gone unanswered uh, at times. So, well, yeah, it, it, well, and here's a little, this is a sensitive topic, yes. especially when we had Auburn, okay? And it was clear that the talent level at Auburn was not the best. It was pretty clear to me that we had a lot of international, not international, Americans living overseas yeah. who were better. But the instance that you start putting all those players on your team, the whole point for Auburn kind of just disappears yep and there were people that did not want to recognize that reality because of their relationships with the people in auburn yep that statement there makes me a real asshole okay sorry it's just the reality you know it's, it's unfortunate it's reality We're not solving so, anything here. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, it's just it's one of those things that um, you know, at you and I, I think have have done a better job in some instances of finding athletes. Um, you know, I know that you've done your due diligence on certain, I'd say, key players that we've lost uh, to other nations uh, throughout the throughout the years here. But it's one of those things that. I don't, I don't, I think we're at the point now where we have a, we have two world championships and Olympics that will get us international attention. And if the plan is to ride the wave of that kind of notoriety from the rest of the global handball world for this to be like, you know, to you, to you, to the Americans and other countries that didn't know we had a team that have been playing handball their whole life, be like, oh, hey, you know, I didn't realize the U.S. had a national team. I mean, maybe I should give them a try. They're at the world championships. I'm sure there's going to be, a floodgate opening up um, in the next couple of years with people trying to get their hands into these opportunities, you know, just from the sheer fact that we have two auto bids to world championships and an Olympic. Yeah. Well, we got a little sidetracked there, but to finish my thought, we got three minutes and 40 seconds oh. left. The unintended consequences is we put a lot of effort into these junior and youth teams and I am not sure that they're actually our future. And the unintended consequence of the IHF trophy, which is mostly paid by the IHF, and the 
expansion of the of the tournament fields to allow more teams is we can kind of fake it yep. with the teams that we have. And um that wasn't possible before. We couldn't we couldn't make we we had some good players on teams like six, seven years ago. We had to beat well, we also had North and South America. We had to beat Chile. Yeah. yeah. Brazil. Chile in Argentina. order to get there. And yeah. that was a tough beat. We almost did once, but you know, we wouldn't qualify. Okay, it was a lot of red cards, but yes. Yep. Yeah. We wouldn't qualify. Um, even with our dual citizens. But now with the expansion, we can't. So we're spending a lot of energy in that resources, even though part of it's paid by, by the IHF, those resources could go into the sorts of things. We couldn't do an Olympic festival like we did in the back of the day, but we could do something similar to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe lower, lower rent. And we could be focused on building the structure so that we would develop more players but now we've got we've got the youth and the junior teams, and we've got a lot of people that like say we can be just like a European country. We can have our youth team, you know, and junior teams becoming the future for our senior team. And that's only possible if you have a true pyramid. And we do not have a pyramid; we have a tower. And yep. um, we are possibly investing a lot of resources on athletes that maybe may or may not have futures. Yeah. That's, Guys that's like you point. and Joey. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, I, you know, I, I think Joey and I are a sales pitch on a, you know, handful of weird cases, but you know, it's one of those things that you, you can, you got to find a way to stir them up and keep them engaged. And that's the hard part. Well, JD, we only got a minute left, yep. and, I, and I apologize we didn't we didn't solve this. We'll have to think about uh, how we how we next attack this. Yeah, I I, I, I I think these conversations help other people get thinking about it too and stir up conversations because, like you said, put put comments, questions, follow up ideas, you know, stuff for us to feed for the the fodder, you know. Maybe maybe people with decision making authority will listen to us and think, oh, maybe maybe there's a point to this. Maybe. Who knows? All right. So, until next time. Until next time. Hey, for JD or I'm John Ryan. Thanks again for listening. Ciao.